Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. We're going to begin with prayer. Lord, we love you. and We give you thanks for all things. We appreciate your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be on the call tonight and that you'll bless each person and family that's represented, that your presence would fill their home and that they would find victory in their daily walk with you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Our class tonight is entitled Tools for Fighting Temptation. Tools for Fighting Temptation. There is a scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11 which says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, we are not ignorant of his devices. We're not ignorant of his devices. Before I put you on hold, or not hold, but put you on mute, I want to ask this question. What are some of the devices that Satan tries to use against us? Can I get some feedback from you all? What are some of the devices or strategies that Satan tries to use against us? Well, he tries to bring back things that we believe we overcome from the past. So things that were part of our life before we became saved. Uh huh. So conveniently drops them in our lap when you think everything's going good. It gives you an opportunity to go back to the past very easily. Okay. Good. Thank you. Somebody else. What are some of the devices that Satan tries to use against us? Um, unsaved loved ones. Okay. All right. Unsaved loved ones. That's true. Come on, everybody else, jump in now. Okay, insecurity, so, okay. Insecurity is one of the others. Someone on our, uh, on our uh, chat on our chat line said insecurity, insecurity. I was going to follow up and make a super ticket casserole in the skin. Say that again, please. that the enemy tries to use against us. A device is a tactic. It's a strategy. It's something I don't know that, if yeah, someone, I don't know if someone said it already, but fear. Fear can be another one, yes. Definitely, to try to make you so afraid that you just get immobilized. All right. 
Anyone else? What are some of the devices? I know we have some that just came on the line. But the question was, uh, when we read the scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11, it says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, that is, we're trying to prevent Satan from getting an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We're asking you to share what you believe are some of the devices that the enemy tries to use against us. Okay. Another one. What's that again? Uh, this is Brother Troy. Yes. I think it's frustration uh, when sometimes you go and you apply for a job or any kind of opportunity you try to seek in your life and it doesn't happen. You get frustrated, you get mad, you take it out on other folks. Okay. Uh, frustration, yes. uh, which can also lead to anger. Okay. Uh, Sister Janice uh, chatted, uh, loneliness can be another one. You can try to bring loneliness into your life. Yeah. Uh, anyone else? Okay. I'm going to go ahead What's that? Um, I think also just tricks of the mind, like a paranoia when you're in situations, like he he helps you to, to imagine the worst of things or people when situations aren't even like that and you're, ah. able to, you know, yeah. you, you stew in the thought and you stew in the thought and stew in the thought and he takes your imagination off to, you know, go off of the handle and then, then later on you find out that wasn't even the situation, but you're there's tricks of the mind. Uh-huh. Imaginations. He's working with your imaginations. Memories of the past can also be a device. He's bringing up things from your past so you can't focus on your future. All right, that's good. Thank you, Sister Janice. All right. I'm going to put everybody on mute right now, and I want you to consider this, that one of the devices that the Apostle Paul was talking about in 2 Corinthians chapter number 2 was that the members of the church would forgive a brother that had been previously uh, ex- excommunicated from the church and he later repented. So the Apostle Paul was trying to get the church to forgive him of the trespass that he had done because he was sleeping with his father's wife. And that was a big one. So the Apostle Paul told them to discipline him. And when he came back, he was encouraging them to forgive him and to uh, not allow that uh, situation to stay in their minds because the brother had repented. And so we know that forgiveness is very vital in, in our lives because that can be a device that Satan can use to keep us so wrapped up in things that happen that we can't go on to our purpose because that's a distraction. He likes to bring distractions into our lives, things that will take our focus off of what God wants us to do. And he wants our focus to be on him and on our purpose. And so I want to give you some tools for fighting temptations and devices fighting those temptations and devices. And so um, there's a couple of scriptures I want you to look at. Some you can just 
write it down and, and read it at your convenience. But uh, in First Peter, I want to read in chapter number 4, First Peter chapter 4 and verse 1 and 2. And I'm going to move expeditiously. We have about 30 minutes, and we'll usually try to stay within our time uh, frame because I don't want to uh, move too far beyond that. Uh, All right, so right after, yeah, I'm trying to find this here sometimes. All right, 1 Peter chapter number 4. All right, and so Scripture says, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves. Likewise, with the same mind, for he that had suffered in the flesh had ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. And that's very important for us to realize we've got to arm ourselves with the same mind. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. And that means a determination, a focus, a willingness to do whatever it takes to fulfill the will of God. And that way the lust of men will not overtake you. Very important, very important. So you can kind of let that be the first, the first tool is to, you know, to get the mind of the Lord and, uh, and then when Jesus came in the flesh, he had a purpose to fulfill. And Satan came to him many, many times, but he was able to keep his focus and arm himself with the mind of his purpose so that he would not be distracted. So whatever your purpose is that God has called you to, you're going to let, have to let that be your daily assignment. You can't do something just on Sunday. It's got to be your daily objective to do that thing that the Lord has ordained in your life. Because if you're just doing what you do for the Lord on Sunday, you're giving the devil six other days to work on you and to try to convince you that it's not that important. Sometimes you've got to you know, discipline your time so that you're not working all the time and going to school all the time and doing family activities all the time. You're going to have to spend some time with God and making sure that that purpose of which he's called you gets priority status, all right? Second Corinthians, chapter number 6, all right? Second Corinthians, Chapter 6, very important. I've read this scripture many times, but i got to go back to it again. So, so the first thing, as I said before, arm yourself, get the mind of the Lord. Second thing, separation, separation. Scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord or 
accord hath Christ with Belial or the devil? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel, that is an unbeliever? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? You can't mix the two. For ye are the temple of the living God. And God had said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, said the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, said the Lord. So separation is very important. You've got to make a difference between the clean and the unclean. It's very important that you not compromise and make decisions to align yourself with an unbeliever in a romantic relationship or any other kind of relationship for that matter that might compromise your walk with God. You're going to have to be very firm with that, all right, because it's going to ruin your focus and you're going to lose your passion for God. Third thing, resistance. Resistance. That's your other tool. James chapter number four. Verse six through ten. I'm not. I'm not telling you that you all don't already know. All I'm doing is reminding you because sometimes the enemy will try to get you so distracted that you even forget what God said. Verse number um, six in James chapter four. But He giveth more grace. Wherefore He said, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. He said, be afflicted and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. So resistance is very important as you submit yourself to God, you know. So, so there's got to be an act of resistance of the things that the devil wants you to do. And the Bible says he'll run from you. So you've got to continue to play that broken record, no, no, no. What was it about no you didn't understand? I said, no, I'm not doing it. So you're going to have to be very resistant and steadfast in your decision, you got you. When you got saved, you made a decision to make the Lord number one in your life. So you shouldn't be going back and forth, back and forth, unless you are unless you are going back on your decision. So whatever decision you made to walk with the Lord, hold fast with your decision. Hold fast to your confession. You made a confession of faith. For God I live and for God I die. I'm going to serve the Lord all the days of my life. So you don't need to be up and down and up and down. Humble yourself, relax, and reaffirm your decision to walk with the Lord. All right? The fourth thing, stay in the fight. That's a tool. That is, get back in the fight. And walk with the Lord, get back in the fight, stay in the fight, all right? And see, soldiers are made to fight. And we are the soldiers and the army of the Lord. And we like to sing that song, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. 
Is that true? If that's true, then stay in the fight. You don't have no business going AWOL and deciding to go off on your own for a while. You made a decision to serve the Lord. The scripture says in Second Timothy chapter number 2, he says, well, actually, I'm going to read verse 3, 3 and 4. He says, Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. You have been chosen to be a soldier, so you better report and get back on your post. Attention, there's a job to be done. There's a work to be done. You have no business going AWOL and deciding to hang out with civilians. You are part of a royal priesthood. You are part of the army of God. So realize that you've got to stay on your post because if you don't stay on your post, then guess what? You leave an opening for the enemy, and he's subject to attack you because you weren't on your post. And when the Lord, uh, or excuse me, but when the enemy comes in and attacks, it's usually because somebody's not on their post. And the Lord wants you on your post, not just on weekends every day. When you're in the army, you are on call all the time. So you need to make sure you stay in the fight, stay on your post, so you can do the work of the Lord. Because the enemy's always trying to attack. He's always on his job. So we've got to stay on our job and endure Whatever hardness there may be, whatever challenges there may be, whatever difficulties there may be, he said, I want you to endure it. Don't let, don't let, uh, you knew when you got into this thing there was going to be some challenges. Nobody told you this going to be a flowery bed of ease. The devil is mad because you decided to serve the Lord. The devil is mad because you made a stand. He didn't mind you going back and forth, you know, coming to church, do, do you do come to church, do your sin, come to church, fornicate, come to church, commit adultery, come to church, do your drugs. He don't mind that because he knows he still got you. But when you make a stand to serve the Lord and you say, I'm going to serve him with gladness, I'm going to present my body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto the Lord, that's when the devil gets mad. He's trying to find a way to distract you, to get you back. But you've got to tell him, not going back. I used to be, but I'm not going back. You know, I used to be out there in the world, but I'm not going back. I've made a choice. And you need to hold to your choice. Hold fast the confession of your faith. All right. The first thing, um, John 6.63 says, my word is spirit and it's life. thing we need to do is we need to have spirit words. That's another tool, spirit words. Uh, because when you use the word of God, it's being propelled spiritually. And that word is going to act like a hammer. That word is going to be like a two-edged sword. Nothing gets you better results than the word of God. That's why Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And so you want to use spirit words. 
Matthew 8 and 8 says something also. I'm going to turn there. I don't have it in front of me right now. Um, I'm going to look there and uh, see here. All right. It says here, I'm going to read beginning at verse 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, this Matthew chapter 8, verse 5, and when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him, him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of a palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, I have soldiers under me, and I say to this man, go, and the other, and he goeth into another, uh, come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east, from the west, and shall sit down with uh, you know, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom. All right. Uh, just going down to verse 13. And Jesus said in the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou believest, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the same hour. Praise the Lord. We need to make sure we use the words of Jesus. Say what Jesus said. Get you several scriptures that help build up your faith, the things that Jesus said, words that help provoke a healing from God. Get you some of the words of Jesus and say what Jesus said, and you'll see results against the enemy. Praise the Lord. The enemy cannot stand the word of God. He can handle it when you command him to go in the name of Jesus. That's so vital. So you want to make sure you use the word of God continuously when you're faced with devices, especially when temptations come your way. Use the word of God that the Lord is able to keep you from falling. The word of God says the Lord shall keep you from falling and present you faultless before his presence with with eternal joy, with great joy, all right? So you want to use the word of God, praise the Lord, to combat the enemy, and before you know it, that temptation will leave, all right? Amen. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. When you find yourself getting weak spiritually, when the enemy begins to try to come upon you, you just quote that verse, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me until the temptation leaves. And, you know, he may be working on you, so you know, like, God, I, I, I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to do this. No, you get the word of God and start quoting scripture. And before you know it, that spirit will leave you. All right? I feel the Holy Ghost now. You need to use that word until something happens. Don't you just give in. Use the word of God no matter what. Even if it's on your job and something's tipping you on your job, get the word of God. I don't care if people hear you quoting scripture. Get that Bible and start quoting scripture in the name of Jesus. The other tool, the other tool is your spiritual self-talk. 
Spiritual self-talk. Yeah, spiritual self-talk. I want you to look at at, uh, Psalm, chapter number 19 and verse number 14. Psalm 19, verse 14. I pray that somebody's getting help here. All right. And we see here, uh, I'm going to actually back up to verse 12, where the psalmist says, um, who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. All right? Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I'm going to repeat. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So what does that mean then, self-talk? That's what meditation is. You're telling yourself what God says. That's what you're doing. You're telling yourself in your thoughts, in your mind, you're repeating and rehearsing all the things that God has told you. And so even when you're not speaking, all right, there's that meditation of your heart where you're actually conditioning your heart to resist the enemy as well because it's not what goes into the mouth of a man that defiles him. It's what comes out of his mouth, and that is the things of his heart. And so your heart's got to be purged with the word of God. You're going to keep after repeating that word over and over again continually, all right, as you begin, you know, when you're by yourself. Because sometimes you have to, you have to consider what kind of thoughts go through your mind during the day. What, what kind of things do you allow yourself to think about uh, in the course of a day? Because there's a lot of different thoughts that come through our mind in the course of a day. And if you don't condition your mind uh, and, your, and your self-talk, then you'll find yourself entertaining things that perhaps are going to move towards uh, an ungodly behavior. So you're going to have to condition your thought life to line up with the word of God as well. So that's crucial, all right? So uh, spiritual self-talk is very important. I think that's number six. Now, the seventh thing, we've got two more and we're done. Um, Revelation 12, verse 11, it says this, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. So that's seven and eight here. Uh, that's actually, actually eight and nine. Oh, I got my stuff mixed up. It's probably seven and eight. All right. But uh, nonetheless, uh, the blood of the lamb, that is the blood of Jesus, is what we need to really help us because it's the death of Christ that paid the price. And you have to continually plead the blood of Jesus and acknowledge his death by your life and by your words because he died for you so you don't necessarily have to die again. 
and to know that the price was already paid. And so you can stand on the, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And uh, it's important to, to know that that uh, vicarious death opened up a door for you and I to live for the Lord. Satan is defeated by the blood. So if Satan is defeated by the blood, then I'm victorious because of the blood of Jesus. So that's critical. And then the eighth thing is then uh, your other tool, I'm going to say it's your praise and your testimony because they're, they're kind of interchangeable. They overcame him by the word of their testimony. You're going to have to tell other people what God has done for you. And I, and I guarantee you, when you start sharing what God has done for you in an environment where there is great temptation, before you know it, the presence of God will enter into that environment and the things that people have planned on doing, they're not going to do because you're proclaiming and declaring who Jesus is. And I know too many times when people were uh, held hostage and they started talking about the name of Jesus and started speaking in tongues and giving God glory, they probably had to let them go. Because the presence of God came upon them, and they realized, these people, these people, they know Jesus. I better get up out of here. And so you just start using the name of Jesus, and before you know it, you can create another environment where you are. You just have to keep your praise going. It's all right to testify on your job. It's all right to tell people that you love the Lord and they have a little praise going on. I'm not talking about disrupting and making a public spectacle of yourself but to carry yourself as though you are continually in the presence of Almighty God. Stay in his presence. You really want the presence of God to go with you wherever you go, right? So you want his presence to be with you. When you're facing difficult challenges, when you're facing heavy temptations, when you're in a situation where that thing could go either way, you better bring up the name of Jesus. You need to give God a praise. And yeah, that's how you cast out all that, those wicked imaginations is when you begin to testify and tell people what God has done for you. People need to know where you came from. Don't be shy. Don't be timid. Don't, don't hold up your, uh, the, the, the fact that the Lord brought you from a mighty long way. Somebody may need to know that you came from where they are because they may think you've always been in church. You've always been sanctified. You've always been a holy roller, okay? But, no, let them know where you've been and where God has brought you from because that's going to help you. That's going to be your tool to help you to fight the temptations and the devices of the devil because he wants to distract you, make it clear, develop, praise the Lord, that, 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 uh, that mind of Christ. Get that thing. Separate yourself when you need to resist the devil, all right? Uh, stay in the fight. Uh, build up spirit words in your, in your vocabulary using the word of God. Have some spiritual self-talk. Use the blood of the Lamb and continue to give God praise and share your testimony as often as you can. I'm going to take everybody off of mute, and maybe somebody has a question before we conclude this evening. Please feel free that you talk loud enough so uh, you can be heard. Anybody have a question or anything? Any questions? I pray everybody has the victory. Amen. I pray you got the victory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah for the victory. And we pray God for each one of you. I'm going to stay on the line for about five minutes after we conclude and uh, answer any questions that you might have. That way others of you that need to, to you know, to dismiss yourselves, you can go ahead. Uh, okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
a laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.